do you really believe that the last year was a season of great joy you believe that did you receive that over yourself if you did then i have a word of prophecy for you then i have a word of blessing for you are you ready for this this is deuteronomy chapter 33 and verse 5 um this is a, a a declaration that moses is making over all the individual tribes of israel and moses is saying hey let me bless each and every one of you according to what the lord is speaking according to the according to what the lord is showing me deuteronomy 33 and verse 5 let's read this um what we see here is moses he is he's blessing every tribe of israel and he's gathering them together and he's blessing each and every one of them uh this particular scripture let's just read this together the lord became king in israel when the leaders of the people assembled when the tribes of israel gathered when you know this is uh, moses speaking about all of them together moses is saying when everybody gathered together is the time when the lord actually became king over this place king over israel king over this land king over this nation that is the season that is the time when the lord became king over israel amen and uh, you know if you read through all the tribes moses begins to bless each and every one of them according to the measure of what they have according to the measure of revelation that they had according to the measure of what they walked in but i want to uh, jump to the tribe of asher this is in verse 24 Uh, I'm going to read this uh, from the ESV translation and of Asher he said you know the word Asher means happy everybody say happy the word Asher the name Asher means happy Deuteronomy 33 verse 24 so read it with me Moses said this about the tribe of Asher may Asher be blessed above other sons may he be esteemed by his brothers may he bathe his feet in olive oil that is what the lord said about asher now you, you know you should understand this word asher was specifically for people that are happy everybody say happy happy so the lord is blessing the joyful ones the joyful ones the happy ones in israel and the lord is saying see this is the blessing that is specifically ordained for you so i believe that this blessing is specifically for our people in our church people in our congregation that are there are happy that have received the joy of the lord see there 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 is the protection of god there is a uh you know provision of god available for everybody but there is a blessing that is available specifically for those that are content that are grateful that are happy that are that are celebrating what god has already done for them that are happy about what god has done for them see the tribe of asher you don't see them being the most famous or the ones that is doing a lot of ministry or any of those things the only thing that you hear about them is that they are a happy bunch of people and the lord says because this is a happy group this is a group that has understood the principle of joy that has understood the principle of 
contentment in me, contentment in my presence. I'm going to bless them. And what is the blessing? He said, hey, may they be blessed above all the other sons. There is, a, there is something that happens when you walk in happiness, when you walk in joy. It has the capacity to elevate you. Do you remember this? We, this was our confession throughout last year. You remember that? I will rejoice and be joyful in my Yahweh. So what will he do? He will elevate me and he will promote me. The, the worst, if you read Habakkuk chapter 3, the worst there is that he will make my feet like the feet of a deer. Like that, that will climb the mountains. That will he will elevate me. He will take me to great heights. That is not for everybody. That elevation is not for everybody. That elevation is for those who have understood the principle of joy. See, this season of life, this next season that we are entering into, this season, you, don't, you cannot say, you know, this is why I am unhappy. This is why I am not joyful. God has already given us enough amount of joy. Now, this is a season for us to be happy. You know, the, when that joy enters into our spirit, enters into every area of our life, that is when we become happy. Am I right? That is when happiness is a state of our mind. Joy is a state of your spirit. But when that joy is only inside your spirit, but it's not overflowing into your mind, it's not overflowing into your lifestyle, then there is a problem there. Then there is a disconnect between what is happening in your spirit and what is supposed to happen in your body. What is happening in your, what should happen in your normal, natural world. So what the Lord is saying is, the ones that are happy, they are the ones that will be elevated above the others. The ones that are content, the ones that are, the ones that have learned the principle of letting the joy inside of them overflow. He says, may the happy ones, everybody say, may the happy ones be esteemed. May they be blessed above other sons and may they be esteemed by his brothers. I like this next line. It says, may he bathe his feet in olive oil. Let's read the whole thing in ESV version. Most blessed of sons be Asher. Let him be the favorite of his brothers. You know, you know, you are you're pursuing people's favor over your life. You're pursuing people's acceptance in your life. You're pursuing people, uh, you know, celebrating you and, and, and being content and happy with you. Let me tell you this. As long as you're going to be unhappy, that's never going to happen. But when you, when you take what God did in the last year as the foundation on which you grow, that is, that is when you will become the favorite of your brothers. That is when you will become the favorite of the people that are surrounding you. Amen. The next line he says, let him dip his foot in oil. Let him dip his foot in oil. In other words, what the Lord is saying is, this is a season when the ones that are happy, the ones that are joyful, the ones that have understood this principle of joy, that have, that have done their research and worked hard in growing in joy in 2019, in 2020, they are going to 
walk and their feet is going to be anointed with oil their feet is going to be anointed with a, a, a special unction a special grace a special wisdom a special uh, uh, there will be a special uh, you know direction with the, the, the way that you walk about the way that you uh, you know live your life there will be a special blessing and it doesn't say that somebody else will come and dip your feet in the oil it says you will dip your feet in the oil you will dip your feet in the oil in other words if i am unhappy if i am constantly disconnected from the joy that god wants to give me then i will be disconnected from the anointing that the lord has prepared for me in this season that if you see you may be wondering why is it that the anointing is not functioning in my life why is it that there is no change in my life it's because you're constantly unhappy you're constantly discontent you're constantly ungrateful you're constantly cribbing i'm telling you last season you had the rights to do that because there was a season of joy am i right what i'm saying there was a season of joy and the lord said that not everybody that is declaring the season of joy you it'll not be an easy season it'll, some of you will go through anguish you know i talked about that on sunday you may go through crazy trials and now that you have gone through that season now that you have come through that season this season you have already learned enough lessons this season you cannot go back and dwell on the last season and continue to be sorrowful continue to be unhappy continue to be ungrateful this is a season where joy has to become part and parcel of your lifestyle happiness has to become part and parcel of who you are only then you will be able to proceed further only then you cannot say this is why i am unhappy no 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 now you don't have the right to do that the lord has given you enough joy for that amen let me read the next line it says verse 25 give me verse 25 yes come on your bars shall be iron and bronze and as your days so shall your strength be come on come on can i can i prophesy this over you before i go into the year of gathering i want to i want to conclude the year of joy let me declare this the ones that are truly happy as your days so shall your strength be you know you know in the in the natural realm it's the opposite right as you grow old the weaker you become as you grow old the the less sight you have the less Uh, understanding you have the, the 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 less discernment you seem to have the bible says the ones that are happy in the lord the ones that are joyful the lord says as your days so shall your strength be come on look at your neighbor and say as your days so shall your strength be the more you grow old the stronger you will become the more you grow old the more anointed you will be the more you grow old the more happy you will be the more you grow old the sharper will be your vision amen 
as your dread days, so shall your strength be. He says that your bars shall be of iron and bronze. In, in other words, what God is saying is, hey, there is going to be a, a protection around you of iron and bronze and, and the, the protection is explained further in the later verses. Let's read verse 26. It says, There is none like God, O Jerusalem, O Jeshurun, who rides through the heavens to your help, through the skies in his majesty. Go further. Verse 27. The eternal God is your dwelling place and underneath are the everlasting arms and he thrust out your enemies before you and said destroy come on read verse 28 that is why Israel lived in safety Jacob lived alone in a land of grain and wine whose heavens dropped down dew Verse 29, come on, read it loudly. Happy are you, O Israel, who is like you, a people that is saved by the Lord, the shield of your help and the sword of your triumph. Your enemies shall come fawning to you and you shall tread upon their backs. This is God's promise over you. What is God saying? Hey, the Lord will be your dwelling place. And He will be the guard around you. He will be your protection. He will be the shield around you, He says. And that is the, that is the bars of iron and bronze that we are talking about this evening. God is saying, I will be the protection around you. You're hoping that it will be your money, it will be your job security, it will be your relationships, it will be this material things that you thought you have around you, which will be your protection. But God says, no, I will be your protection. I will be the one that will surround you in this season. I will be your dwelling place. That's what the Lord is saying. Amen. So I, I just wanted to put it out there and tell you guys that if you have chosen to be happy if you have made that you know active decision to to walk in the joy that the Lord has already given you then this season you will see elevation like never before this season you will see growth like never before this season you will be you will be exalted above your brothers this season you will be favorite of the people around you this season you will be favored by people at your workplace. This season you will be favored by people in your family. This season you will be favored by people everywhere. And, and that you will have access to the anointing oil in which you will dip your feet. And wherever you walk, that, that anointing oil will be released on those places. You will not walk empty. You will walk with the anointing that you have dipped yourself into. I release that word over your life this season. Amen. And the Lord says that I'm protecting you this season. I'm covering you this season. I, I, have, I have already covered you. I have released that, 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 that covering over every area of your life. And the Lord says that I am covering you this season. Amen. Now, having said that, now can we move to the next year? Now can we move to this year? Yeah, so what we're going to do is... You know, every alternate day I'm going to teach today, day after, 
alternate days we have guest speakers ministering but alternate days i'm going to teach and i i pray that you will not receive this as a sermon i pray that you will receive this as a prophetic word and the 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 greater your understanding on this the the further you will go this year amen what did we release as a as a word for this year this is a year of now now you may ask me why why did we call it the year of gathering why not the year of harvest why why not the year of you know reaping because you know like i said this last night reaping is getting back what you have sown but there are some things that you can never work hard enough to get there are some things that you can never study hard enough to achieve there are some things that you doesn't matter how much money you give to god you can never reach that place there are some things that no matter how much you pray you cannot be that anointed there are some things that the lord is gathering for you in this season so for us to be able to walk into that we need to know who we are the only thing that will stop us from experiencing and enjoying that is our lack of identity so we're going to begin with identifying who we are we already mentioned that we are the asher tribes right that we are the happy ones we are the, we are not the cribbing ones we are the grateful ones we are the ones that are content we are not going to make our identity be that of uh, uh the ones that are saying i'm i'm constantly crying and constantly sorrowful and constantly uh, you know in pain and everything is going bad with me may when when people meet you may they hear your testimony amen. may 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 they not know your sorrow may they hear your testimony amen may may they hear your 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 stories of joy you know i'm i'm glad that last night during the testimony time so many of you came with 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 all the all the things that you know went wrong in your life this last year but that was loved last year because god was saying there's going to be a hard year but i'm going to release the year of joy over you but this year our identity has changed in that level now we are already ashers now we are not now we are not the unhappy ones now we are not the crying ones amen you know you know what's the name what what does jabez mean jabez means pain mourning or sadness nobody will be called jabez in this house anymore you will be called ashers in jesus name amen so so let's jump to acts chapter 17 and verse 28 the book of acts chapter 17 and verse 28 and i like this particular word that is used there even as some of your own poets have said this is apostle paul preaching a sermon and he's saying some of your own poets have said for we are indeed the offspring of god we are god's offspring now you know we all understand that we are a child of god right we all understand the term sons of god we all understand the terms children of god but i want to introduce this term to you we are the offspring of god if you read through the bible you would find this term being used several times he was the offspring of so and so what does this word offspring mean what do you understand by 
the word offspring it's very understandable from the word itself somebody that is somebody that is that springs out of someone else that springs forth of someone else you understand what i'm saying so paul is introducing us to this term and paul is saying hey i want you to understand who you truly are in god and and if you are studying the context in this particular scripture you would see that he's in fact speaking to unbelievers he's act, he's not even talking to christians he's talking to people who are non christians and he's telling them guess what we are indeed his offspring which means we have sprung forth out of him we 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 are not just you know just namesake children of god but we carry in our dna everything that he has in his dna see knowing and understanding this is foundational to how we live for the rest of this year when we understand that i am an offspring of god that i have sprung forth from the essence of god that is why jesus at one point he said hey guys 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 you know uh, you know my me and my father we are one and these guys said are you making yourself equal to god he said guess what even in the old testament in the psalms they said they they said they 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 prayed this prayer for you are gods making themselves have the same material that god is made of now i'm not saying that you are god uh, nothing can make you god but you can become an offspring of god to such an extent that you will represent god in his fullness on the earth in his fullness on the earth now now do you believe that jesus is god yes you believe that when the father sent jesus onto this earth what did the father want the world to see the father wanted the world to see god they have never seen god they have only heard about him they've read psalms about him they've read stories about him they have you know had angels come from but here is a prophet here is a man here is a voice here is somebody that can they they can see and touch and feel it's there in our uh, uh, benediction he is the visible image of other invisible god that is who jesus christ was am i right and jesus said when he was leaving the earth he said it like this he said as the father sent me so i am sending you so in other words in the same heavy weight with which the father sent me into this world now i am sending you back into this world in other words the same way that jesus represented the father you and i today we represent jesus you and i today we represent what jesus is who jesus is and that's why paul said hey we are not just you know children of god like like just a general term but we are the offspring of god we are the offspring of god we 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 spring forth from god which means that everything that we do need to have its source in god 
there can be nothing that comes out of our mouth there can be nothing that comes out of our life that is not a reflection of who god is did you understand what i'm saying see it's very easy for us to just just say hey yes i am a child of god yes i am an offspring of god but let's read the previous line okay of the same verse let's read it out together 1 2 3 go in him we live and move and have our being in him who because in god in christ jesus we live and in him we move and in him we have a being and in him we exist if there is anything about us that is that that has to have its meaning and purpose it has to be in him why because we are the come on loudly say it with me because we are the offspring of god we are the offspring of of christ jesus and that is why you know you this will be like the foundational verse for us throughout this year this is ephesians chapter 1 and verse 3 i know that this is a very familiar verse but we're going to keep going back to this verse all throughout this year okay ephesians chapter 1 and verse 3 let's read it together blessed be the god and father of our lord jesus christ who has blessed us come on loudly one that that two words together who has blessed us once again who has blessed us in christ with in the heavenly places so so the location for you to receive and gather everything that god has prepared for you this season is to be in christ and the ones that are in christ are the ones that ha- have an understanding that they are the offspring of god and in him we live in him we move and in him we have our being apart from him i cannot do anything outside of him i don't have an identity outside of him i don't live outside of him there is no prigi that's what jesus said jesus said i am the vine and you are the branches as long as you abide in me and my words abide in you you can bear fruit because apart from me you can do nothing that's what it means that this year we have to live this year with such fervent god consciousness see we 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 have we've gone other days when we are you know conscious about our sin and we are conscious about our temptation and we are worried about when we will fall prey to the to the temptation and you know gone are those days this year we are not even worried about temptation this year we are worried about how can we be god conscious how can we live each moment of the day how can i speak each word that comes out of my mouth how can i make action if if i go down from this building it has to be in christ it has to be as an offspring of god if i if i go and pick up a job that has to be because i am an offspring of god because in him i live and move and have my being outside of him i don't have an identity 
if I if I come to church on Sunday, it's not because I want to get something, but because I am an offspring of God. In Him, I live and move and have my being. And somebody said an amen. Amen. amen? Now, now, you know, I'm just trying to see how we can try to navigate this evening. There are a lot of things that I want to share with you. What, what I'm going to do is I'm going to try and divide it into four different days. Is that okay? So don't miss any of the days. Um, I'm not sure this will be available for anything else. So, so come and receive this word because this is going to be really something that will help you walk this year. So this verse says that this God, He has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessings. So there are blessings that are ordained for us this season. But if you are not in Christ, if you are not living in Christ, if you are not moving in Christ, if we don't have our being in Christ, then we will not be able to gather all these blessings, right? We will, we will continue to keep struggling to to meet our ends and and to try to find this thing for this need and that thing for that need but God says hey every spiritual blessing that is allotted for a child of God is already available in Christ if we can just stay rooted in our identity it will come to us but there are several things that we can end up doing that can cause the blessings that God has planned and ordained for us to be scattered. What is the opposite of gathering? To scatter. So tonight I want to specifically teach you about the things that cause our blessings to scatter. Let's jump to Ecclesiastes chapter 3 and verse 5. The book of Ecclesiastes chapter 3 and verse 5. It says, there is a time there is a time for everything under the sun. Everything has a time. And here it says, there is a time to cast away the stones and a time to gather the stones together. There is a time to scatter the stones away and there is a time to gather the stones together. There is a time for everything, right? So, one of the first things that can cause us to be scattered is a lack of understanding of the season that we are in why is it that we are we are you know constantly releasing this word saying this is the year of gathering this is the season of gathering it's to tell you that this season is not the season for scattering last season yes the enemy attacked and the, yes there, there was a lot of challenges and everything was there so it was understandable that we had negative responses and we had ways of dealing with our problem that was not probably ideal but this season of our life is not the season to scatter this is a season to gather so uh, a wrong understanding of the season that you are in can cause you to to you know scatter scatter the blessings that is that is meant to be for you scatter the relationships that God has meant for you scatter all those things in your life that are actually meant to to equip you and strengthen you in this season so 
you know i realized this last year that you know that the the biggest the biggest weapon that the enemy uses against the church the biggest weapon the enemy uses against marriages against individuals is that he scatters them he knows that i i don't need to necessarily cause adultery to come inside this marriage i just need to scatter them and they will themselves commit and do things that will that will be outside of god's will for their lives and that's what the enemy does the enemy knows that he doesn't need to necessarily make you fall prey to temptation all he needs to do is scatter you away from the fellowship that you are supposed to be in scatter you away from the voice of god that is supposed to be over your life scatter you disconnect you from the the source from living and moving and being in christ and that's it you will be destroyed see how many of you know that you don't the enemy doesn't have the power to destroy you do you know that the enemy doesn't have the power to destroy you let me explain this okay there was a man called elijah okay he just killed 400 prophets of baal you know that story right on on the mount carmel the fire came down from heaven and uh, he destroyed all the prophets of baal now after that the bible says elijah got a message not even you know i i wouldn't even call a threat he got a message from jezebel what is the what did jezebel do jezebel sent a messenger to tell elijah that i'm going to kill you i'm going to take your head off now now just be honest and tell me if you want to kill somebody would you tell them would you send them a postcard would you send a postman to them or would you send a gunda to them are you sure why do you think jezebel sent a messenger and why do you think jezebel sent a a, a postcard or a message instead of sending a arrow or a you know bullet because jezebel knows i cannot kill this dude i cannot kill this dude but i can get this guy so suicidal because you know what happened as a result of that word this guy became depressed he started running away instead of running see this is the moment when elijah should have said man this is the, this is time to retake my nation israel for the things of god this was the moment can you imagine he had just brought fire down from heaven right this was the moment when he should have said ahab no more jezebel no more you guys you're off you're you can no longer rule in my nation ahab should have taken control of that nation like samuel did and like david did and like like all the other prophets of god in the old testament did but here is elijah after such a great victory what is he doing he's depressed in fact he goes to god and says god can you please kill me can you please take away my life why because he heard a message from jezebel he gave his ear to the wrong person he and 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 jezebel knows i cannot kill this guy but i can scatter this guy if i can scatter this guy away from his promise 
and that's it he will kill himself do you know the enemy cannot touch you the enemy cannot hurt you but the enemy can do everything to speak negativity into your spirit the enemy can tell you that everything that you hear in church is a lie the enemy can tell you that this is all an illusion that it works for everybody but it doesn't work for you he will keep giving you words of discouragement till you are scattered and once you are scattered it's just a matter of time before you go to God and say God I give up just a matter of time before you go to God and say God just kill me just take me I don't want to do this anymore and the, the funny thing is when you know I man the scary thing you know dad was teaching about this during the Goa conference is that when when Elijah went and resigned God said okay God accepted his resignation that's the that's the scary part because this guy was too discouraged to handle the voice and to carry the voice to carry the mantle of the prophet in the nation see if you have to be a, a voice in this church in this city in this nation you cannot be a discouraged person you cannot be moved by fear you cannot be moved by sadness you have to be somebody who has conquered the voice of sadness you have to be somebody who has conquered the negative voice that Jezebel is speaking over you you have to be somebody who is not going to give in to the voice of Jezebel you know, need to know that Jezebel if, if you could have killed me you would have already killed me now if you would have if you had the power to destroy my marriage you would have already done it by now if you had the capacity to make me bankrupt you would have already done it by now if you had the capacity to destroy my future you would have already done it by now I'm telling you you don't have the capacity to do that you can only speak lies to me and I'm not gonna give my ears to you see as a prophet of God I'm telling you it is not just your 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 what you speak that is important it's who you listen to that is important because a prophet is not necessarily known by what he prophesies prophet is known by what he listens to you know dad ministered on this in one of our saturday streams when he was teaching about abraham do you remember that abraham never prophesied to anybody he never prophesied but god called him a prophet why because he heard the voice of God was very intentional about listening to God's voice day in and day out see I'll tell you this if the day that you stop listening to the voice of God that day the voice of Jezebel will begin to look like everything in your life the day that you stop listening to the right voices in your life let's 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 study Adam and Eve what led to their downfall why did they get scattered you know Adam and Eve got scattered they were not supposed to be scattered initially God had told them multiply be fruitful multiply and and fill the earth not be scattered into the parts of the earth right but what happened to them was they were not filling the earth they got scattered they got you know separated they were all over the place but why did that happen come on because because that's it because they listen to the serpent the wrong voice now now I'm telling you this season 
if you have to protect what god has put over your life you have to protect the voice that you listen to you have to protect the people that you hang out with now i'm not saying that you have to be like a holy guy that that says ah yeah you are unbeliever i'm not going to listen to you no you i'm not saying that you can be you can be with people that don't believe what you believe but still keep your ears protected but keep your ears filtered you can be see you cannot stop jezebel from sending a message to you but you can stop yourself from believing that message you cannot stop the serpent from coming and speaking to you but you can stop yourself from engaging in a conversation with this serpent the serpent did not have the power to kill eve you know that right adam and eve had dominion over the birds of the air the beast of the field the, the the fish that swim in the sea everything they had dominion they didn't fear they didn't have the need or the reason to fear any animals they did not need to fear a serpent but because they let that serpent speak to them they let that serpent continue to engage in a conversation with them there are some conversations i pray and i hope that you would disconnect with you know that you would just say hey these conversations are not meant for me if this is a conversation that is going to that is going to you know not fuel into flame the fire the the grace that is upon my life then this conversation is not meant for me i hope you remember what 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 pastor shai just said in the conference every blessing and curse came because of a conversation because of a conversation every blessing and curse came through and and because of a conversation it did not come because they got some land and nothing came through a conversation it's very very important how you are going to protect your hearing because your hearing will make sure if you are if you're going to be aligned let me let me give you the next part of this because you know when you hear god what why is it necessary to constantly hear the voice of god constantly hear the heart of god what happens when you hear the voice of god you get prophecies to go and prophesy for everybody in church that may also happen but that's not the purpose of hearing god's voice the purpose of hearing god's voice give me this verse uh, elena jeremiah chapter 13 verse 15 and 16 and then verse 24 jeremiah 13 verse 15 16 and verse 24 the purpose of hearing god's voice is for you to 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 remain gathered and for you to remain protected in one place let me let me read this out for you okay hear and give ear be not proud for the lord has spoken so one of the first reasons why we are we are so arrogant and, and unwilling to spend time hearing god's voice is because we think that we have understanding about everything we think that we know it all we think that you know what else can pastor teach what else can i get by reading another scripture you know 2019 i read from genesis to revelation i have made so many notes all over my bible 2020 is my year of rest no more bible reading no more of uh, you know listening to sermons this is my but the bible says do not be proud 
because the Lord has spoken. Verse 16, he says, because he has spoken, now you need to give glory to the Lord your God before, the, before he brings darkness, before your feet stumble on the twilight mountains and while you look for light, he turns it into gloom and makes it deep darkness. What God says is, hey, this is why you should be attentive to my voice because my voice is what will bring direction to your steps. My voice is what will bring alignment in your life. My voice is what will bring, uh, you know, synchronization in every area of your life. You know, when your, when your phones are out of sync, you know what happens, right? It's, it's terrible. Like, like, you know, if I, if I know that I have saved a particular contact on my, on my iPad, but it has not come on my phone. If I've saved a note on my iPad, but it's not come on my phone. If I have done, you know, so much work here, but it has not come on my phone, then there is a problem there, you know, then it's, I, I will not be able to function properly. And that is what happens when we do not listen to God's voice, when we are not attentive to the voice of God. One of the things that uh, Pro- Prophet Shaiju released over our city, you know, was that 2020, great prophets of God will arise. Do you remember on the last night he, he, realized, he, he released that word that the prophetic dimension in our city is going to go to the next level in 2020. And for that to happen, for that to become a reality, you and I, we need to depend on God for every move that we make, for every step that we take. Because if, if we do things without hearing His voice, we are being proud and if we are proud the first thing that will happen is that we will stumble in darkness there will be no uh, there will be no uh, direction when we look for light all that we will find is darkness you will find you know uncertainty all around you in fact give me verse 24 verse 24 verse 24 it says I will scatter you like Shaf driven by the wind from the desert. Why? What? Why does this? Why does this scattering happen? As a result of not hearing his voice. So the first thing that I taught you tonight is that you need to protect your voice, protect your hearing. The second thing that I'm teaching you tonight is that you need to be aware of God's voice and and spend time hearing God's voice. Spend time meditating on God's voice. And I know that so many of you are saying, I spend time praying, but I don't hear God speaking to me. That's okay. Read your Bible. Your Bible is God's voice. That's okay. Every morning there is a podcast that comes on the channel, Another Day with Jesus. That is also God's voice. If you don't know where to hear God's voice, just come to the house of God and and just... Just come under a voice. Just find a place where somebody can speak over you. I was speaking to somebody the other day and, and the person was saying, hey, the only, only, only thing that I've heard from God is that I should come to you, is that I should, you know, <laughs> I, should, I should come and speak to you and I should be associating with you. After that, I have not heard anything from God. <laughs> I said, hey, that's because probably God is telling you that from this point onwards, 
I'm going to tell you what next to do. Sometimes God is not going to give you every direction. Sometimes God is just going to tell you, hey, go and meet this so and so and so and so. Do you know, even in the New Testament to Cornelius, God could have gone and told him, Cornelius, now get up. Uh, there, is a, there is this person called Jesus who came and died for our sin. Now you need to go get baptized so that you can be filled in the Holy Spirit. God didn't do anything. God said, there is a man called Peter. Go and get him. That's it. What did Peter do? Peter came and preached the gospel to this guy. Had to get him baptized. And I'm like, hey, what is better? Who would you like to hear the gospel from? <laughs> Here is a supernatural encounter you are getting with God. You would want to hear from the supernatural voice of God. This Peter guy, we all know what this Peter guy did. He, he denied that he, does, he even knows Jesus. He even called swear words. You know, there is one, one thing that I cannot tolerate. I can tolerate a lot of other sins, but I cannot tolerate is somebody calling swear language. And, and this, this is Peter. He was swearing when Jesus was just 100 feet away. He was swearing. He said, I don't even know who this guy is. He's, he was swearing at Jesus and he was denying Jesus. And, and God says, hey, you want to hear, hear my plans for your life? Go get Peter. And you're wondering, why is God not speaking to me? If God has given you an address for his voice, go get rooted in that place. Go and submit in that place. Go and, 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 and become become like a baby under that voice you know see it's like this you know even in the new testament you know when god spoke right when god spoke he spoke through different apostles right in the gospel in the in the book of revelation god says to john to write to the seven pastors of the seven churches and and one one, one thing that you know, is very much repeated. It's there seven times in the book of Revelation. He that has a hear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. But you know, if I was in one of those churches, I'd be saying, John, you are saying this to us. The Spirit is not saying anything to us. This is your saying. You're saying that we are sinful. You're saying that we don't have love. What is the Spirit saying? But, but here is God speaking to the churches through Apostle John. And God says, whatever John says is what the Spirit is speaking to the churches. Do you understand what I'm saying? And I'm not, I'm not devaluing God's voice that you have access to individually, personally. I'm not devaluing that. And I'm telling you, that the more you steward the voice of God that is already available for you, the more you will be able to hear God's voice above and beyond that. You, you're wondering why is it that I'm not able to hear God's voice? You're not even reading God's word. How can you hear God's voice? You're not even paying attention when you come to church. You're on your phone. When you come to church, you're you know, on social media. When you come to church, you're, you're, you know, you're, you're busy doing everything else. You know, some of us can be like Martha, right? Handling the cameras, handling. We're serving Jesus. But Ma Mary said, you know what? Bad me all the cameras. I will sit at the feet of Jesus. 
you know I'm, I'm, and I'm not saying I'm not saying that you should not serve and I'm not saying but if your serving comes at the cost of your hearing the voice of Jesus then that serving is not worth it do you understand what I'm saying your serving has to be as a result of you hearing God's voice if you're if you're hearing if you're serving 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 but there is no hearing God's voice there is no alignment to the heart and the mind of God on a regular basis and that serving has no meaning in fact Jesus said Mary has chosen the better portion because she knows where is the source of her blessing that if she has to remain without being scattered you know you never hear of Martha after a particular period of time do you hear of Mary all the way into the book of Acts you still hear of Mary why because Mary was somebody who valued hearing over serving amen it's okay for our sermons to not be recorded once and or it's okay for a, a second angle to be not there it's okay if if it is coming at the risk of your serve, hearing God's voice you know I I know there are people that that serve in this church and they go back and they download the podcast and they listen at home because they are not able to hear the sermon in church I know that there are people that there are taking care of kids church here when when in church and they go back and they're like you know my serving cannot compromise my receiving God's voice so they go back and they they tune into the live stream and they go back and hear the word again they spend extra time so that they can they are able to serve in the church amen if you're not able to do that if you say I'm too busy to do that then don't serve that's okay I'm setting a new standard for this year is that okay this year if you're saying no I'm too busy I'm too caught up that's okay don't serve we can do without you but your your serving cannot be at the cost of your hearing God's voice because because when you hear God's voice is where you will be realigned that is where you will be aligned into the will and the plan of God that is the only protection against being scattered away this year so before I, I teach you the principles of gathering I'm teaching you the principles that will stop you from being scattered the principles of gathering technically is very easy you just have to be in Christ right but but the principles of of that they'll stop you from scattering away are these one don't give in to the voice of the enemy second continue to hear the voice of God otherwise verse 24 it says I will scatter you like chaff driven by the winds and the desert you if you're writing down these scriptures whenever you're free right whenever you're you, I know some of you are fasting and praying throughout the day go back and meditate on these scriptures because I don't have the time to explain each and every verse one thing at a time right so go back and meditate on them yourself okay now the third level of scattering happens when you are too proud too proud and haughty let me let me read this scripture Luke chapter 1 and verse 51 it says his mighty arm has done tremendous things he has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts in the in the thoughts of their hearts you know see 
I'll tell you this. The one way that you you can live a focused life is if you have a focused mind, right? Do you want a focused mind this year? Yes. You know that if your mind is focused, you will be able to do things that no eye has seen, no ear has heard. In fact, God himself got threatened when people came to build the Tower of Babel. And what was, what was, what was, uh, what was the thing that God said? Hey, they have set their mind on this thing. They are focused on this one thing. There will be nothing that will be impossible for them. Nothing that will be hard for these guys. And the problem with the guys on the Tower of Babel was that they were too proud. They were building their own kingdom. They were building their own ministry. They were building their own agendas. They were building what they wanted to do with their own life. And what did God do? God came down from heaven to do what? What did God do? God scattered them. But how did God scatter them? Confused what? Confused the languages they spoke. Now you understand that before you speak a language, you have to think it, right? First, they are, you know that your mind has a language that you think in? Yeah, it's not, it's not, uh, 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 lang- there's no, none of us can think in no language. No, we think in our thoughts, have a language as an expression. So in other words, what, what happened to these guys was, they lost focus in their minds. Why? Because, of, because they were too proud. Because they were too haughty. Because they were seeking their own glory. They were seeking their own... Uh, they were trying to build their own kingdom. What did God do? God came down and God scattered their thoughts. Scattered them in their, the thoughts of their minds. Now, now you may think, Pastor, how, how, how bad can it be if my mind is scattered? How bad can it be? Like... My money is in one place. You're not talking about my wealth being stolen away. You're not talking about my church being taken away from me. How bad can it be if, if the thoughts of my mind, the thoughts of my heart be scattered? Is that a problem? Is that a problem? Come on, look at the Tower of Babel. What happened to them? They could not live. What happened as a result of the thoughts of their hearts being scattered is that the whole nation that had gathered together to build a tower of Babel got scattered to the ends of the earth. That's why we have people living in India, talking Hindi, talking Malayalam, talking Tamil because of pride, because of haughty desires because of selfish ambitions we got scattered all over the world. You know let me explain this okay We may think, we may think, okay, I'll explain this. We may think that these guys were trying to fight God. They were trying to say there is no more God, you know. See, you should understand, this generation is a generation that has very closely witnessed the hand of God. Just before this generation was the generation of... Do you know what happened before the Tower of Babel? The flood of Noah. What happened in the flood of Noah? God destroyed everything. There was no doubt about it because Noah had said that 
the flood is coming that the rains are coming god says that the rains are coming and the floods will destroy everything right so there was no doubt about the fact that these guys knew that god is alive that god exists everything they they knew and they understood the reality of god so they were not unbelievers they were not atheists the ones that made this tower of babel they were not atheists they were the ones who understood that god is a reality they were the ones who understood that if we don't submit to god there can be a consequence they were the ones that understood that if there is a consequence one more time then we need to figure out a way so what did they do they said okay we will build a tower that is so big that even a flood cannot drown it why do you think they built a tower of babel because they were competing with burj khalifa you know that's why these guys are building towers now right because they're like you oh, know we have the biggest tower there were no tourism back then nothing everybody on earth were in one place and why why were they building this tower of babel because there was shortage of space in on the earth come on you know today we have what some 7 billion people on the earth approximately given take and we still have so much space on the earth you know what was the population on the earth back then should be in thousands or tens of thousands you know because the earth has already been wiped away the previous generation and it's not because of lack of space that they are building a huge tower they are they are they, they are not even unbelievers mind you let me tell you this they were not even non christians in our our day and language they are not even atheists they are people who understand that god is real they are people who understand that god is alive but they are people that are saying hey wait having said whatever it is having said i i want to find my own solution to my problem when the waters come i don't want to run to the ark i want to have my own backup plan i want to be my own source of refuge now come on in our day and tongue in our day and time wouldn't you call it wisdom brother you should have some savings no just have some savings what is this radical giving radical giving you're saying have some savings for yourself just to you know what if you have to you know see i i i'm not saying this is exactly how it is it could be different things where it's it's different temptations for different people you know i don't know what is your backup plan i don't know where do you fall back on do you know that pride is not just saying i am lucifer i want to become like god <laughs> that is not the only source of pride pride and haughtiness can just be you saying you know what i'm 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 not sure that god has a way out for every situation in my life i think i need to figure out a way for myself i think i need to find an answer for these things myself i think i need to take things in my own hands do you have you have you have you wanted to do that in 2019 i don't think god is providing for me i need to do something about myself i don't think god will ever bring somebody that i can get married to 
let me do something about this myself i don't think god will ever give me a, a job that will take care of myself let me do something about this you know i you know then then we we have our fallback plan right then we have a backup plan do you know the tower of babel was a backup plan it was they were not building it in rebellion against god they were building it saying just in case god changes his mind just in case god decides to destroy the earth once again we need to have a backup plan and god said hey that is pride and what did god do god said hey i'm i'm not even going to destroy the tower of babel what did god do god scattered the thoughts in their hearts scattered the thoughts in their hearts so this this season if you are praying saying god give me singular focus god give me laser sharp focus for the days ahead if that is your prayer are you praying that are you praying that you will be able to do exactly what god has ordained for you this year if you're praying that you have to say god i am going to trust you a hundred person and i'm not going to trust my own plan i'm not going to build my own tower of babel i'm not going to build my own safe refuge i'm not going to trust my own wealth i'm not going to trust my own understanding i am not going to trust my earthly wisdom because trusting myself can cause me to be scattered trusting my own wisdom can cause me to be scattered trusting my own understanding can cause me to be scattered in this day in this year lord i realign my will i realign my desires i realign where i am going to to trust in you alone if i die i die in the flood but i will not build a tower of babel if i die i die trusting in you let me let me talk to you about john the baptist you know this guy called john the baptist right the bible says when when jesus came and when he he started doing miracles and stuff john the baptist around that time john the baptist got arrested and he was put in the prison john somewhere deep down he was saying hey we i was hoping that this guy would come and you know save me and take me out of here so john said john sent his disciples to jesus do you know that story john sent his disciples to jesus and asked him are you the messiah or should we wait for another one i find it really funny because john was the preacher of the fact that this is the behold the lamb now now he is asking jesus do i need a backup plan do i need a fallback savior can i really trust you are you the real deal and and, and it's it's very crazy because the next next statement it says jesus withdrew from everybody after that he was he was like man you know he was deeply disappointed see i'm not saying that god will not fight for you you want god to fight for you you tell him lord i 
you know i am in prison right now and i need you to come take me out of here i know that you are my only savior i know that you are my only help and i need your help right now you can tell him that but don't you tell him lord are you the one who is going to help me right now or do i need a shortcut do i need to wait for somebody else do i need to change my theology right now do i need to change my church do i need to change my uh, doctrine do i need to change everything possible to fall back on something more reliable because you know you can imagine how how it feels like to be john the baptist see john the baptist was technically blood related to jesus you know he was a cousin of jesus sorry mary and elizabeth were cousins so they were technically second or third cousins you know and 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 john the baptist had all the right reasons to be helped by jesus he prepared the way for jesus he went ahead of jesus and you know man the way john the baptist served jesus he's like he said i'm not even qualified to untie the sandals on jesus's feet that's what john said about jesus if there is anybody who deserves to be helped by jesus it should be and here are people multitudes of people multitudes of people being healed the blind are seeing dead are being raised all of that is happening and jesus is not taking out this john the baptist from prison now tell me did john the baptist have right reason to be upset yes he had the right reasons to be sad and to be upset but his fault was that he said i need a fallback savior that i need to look for another in fact let me tell you this this season if you are if you are in that place where you know your prayers are not being answered you're welcome to come and surrender yourself before god and say you know jesus i'll give you another example where jesus was not willing to help a lady jesus told this lady i cannot take the food that is kept for the children and throw it to the throw it to the dogs so if i was in that lady's place my ego would have gone crazy at that point right but that lady said it's okay even even if i'm a dog i still deserve the crumbs that fall off the table she realigned herself she did not say okay then let me go look for somebody else let me go for a let me go to a pastor who will value who i am who will value how much tithe i can give let me go to a church that value my anointing value the call no said even if i'm a dog it's better i still receive from this table than from any other table there is no fallback plan that i have i don't have a fallback plan even if i even if i have to die in the prison it's better that i die believing that you are my savior than for me to die doubting whether you truly are the one that the father has sent into the world man come on church are we are we a church that is going to be scattered in this season or are we a church that is going to be gathered in this season are we a church that is going to be scattered because of because we don't have an understanding of the principles that god has prepared for us
you know in the next 10 minutes we're going to go and go back into a time of prayer pastor robin's going to lead us into a time of prayer and i want us to be prepared and i want us to pray these things into the atmosphere i want us to realign our prayer you know realign the desires of our heart tonight okay are you ready for this you know this this fasting prayer is not going to be shakalaka boom boom fasting prayer it's going to be a lot of you know disciplining fasting prayer you know where we get to get get our priorities right you know and get our understanding of god right i will not go so hard on a sunday morning but this this during the fasting prayer i'm going to be absolutely hard and i'm going to tell you hey you need to you need to be careful who you listen to you need to be careful to hear the voice of god and you need to be careful to keep your pride down if there is one thing that will cause you to be scattered it'll be pride and you're thinking that because i am not like nebuchadnezzar because i'm not like lucifer i'm not proud i'm just a you know guy who is looking for basic comfort in life so if not here from here from if not here then from here you know and and that kind of a thing what you're actually doing is you're leaning on your own wisdom can you get me that verse from proverbs chapter 3 or 4 trust in the lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding come on is it chapter 4 or is it chapter 3 can somebody find it for me is it 3 3 5 give me 3 5 Okay. Let's read this out together. 1 2 3 go. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. Next line. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. Come on, read it further. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil it will be a healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones come on let's start again from verse 5 are you ready to receive this healing that the lord is releasing over us come on let's go trust in the lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding in all your ways acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths be not wise in your own eyes fear the lord and turn away from evil because it will bring healing to your flesh and bring refreshment to your bones so there is there is something that you carry in your spirit that can overflow and and begin to affect your bones and your flesh it can begin to affect your natural body it can begin to affect your natural life but it has to flow from inside out it has to flow from inside out are you ready for this come on begin to pray with me for the next few minutes